to season two of Life and Pinstripes, episode number 42. Mo! Or Jackie Robinson! Jackie Robinson first, then the one, the only, Mariano Rivera. Sandman. Enter. Uh, enter Sandman. You know, I was actually thinking about playing Enter Sandman at the beginning of this episode. The Not a bad idea. You know, there hasn't been a closer like that. Man so short and so small, and you knew the pitch he was going to throw at you, but you did nothing with it anyways. Well, he was known for one pitch only, that cutter going inside to batters and cracking the bat. Breaking bats, and just, it, it was unhittable. He was so small, and the ball just got on you. MLB all-time saves leader, first ever unanimous uh, in the Hall of Fame. Congratulations, as and always. And speaking of Hall of Fame, we got uh, Derek Jeter's up, right? We will see you there, Derek Jeter. We gotta plan a trip to Cooperstown, man. Yeah. Come on. I, I mean, Derek Jeter is not only the password to all my things. He's the, I wore two in all sports possible. And in the football, I wore 22 because I wanted double Derek Jeter. Man. And speaking of Jeter, the word cheater rhymes with that. And so we were going to talk today about some cheaters. Some recent news of the Boston Red Sox. Oh, uh, what? Being added to the list of cheatorials. Uh, yeah. So I guess they were found that they cheated in 2018. When they won the World Series, they had a little bit of help from the uh, video replay room, apparently. Ah, uh, is that what's going on? Yeah. And it's like, also, I always wondered that, like, why wouldn't you? Because if you have camera replay trying to call balls and strikes, or like, if there's a play at first and you want to say, hey, yeah, we should challenge it, or no, we shouldn't, why wouldn't there be a guy up there sending signals like, I can see one or two, fastball, curveball, like, whatever. I, you know, it made sense, but you can't do it. It's a game of, it's an old American game of just tradition, and now all this new technology coming in, people are taking advantage of it in the wrong way. It's kind of, it's getting messed up, honestly. And if you really think about it, with the Red Sox cheating in 2018 and the Astros cheating in 2017, isn't it ironic how the Yankees lost to both of those teams? Yes. Yes, unfortunately, both World Series winners, the Astros, defeated the Yankees in 17. In the ALCS. And know. the Red Sox took care, or outdid the Yankees in 18. In the ALDS, yes. So, course. the math equals we win. I'm just kidding. But it should be. It's just, won. and but I'm still hesitant uh, to be like, oh, screw you guys, because honestly... So much going around about the cheating. Like I'm like, I don't want to be that guy who's like, yeah, Yankees did everything right. Wait, you kidding? Wait, you kidding me? When the when I found out the Astros were cheating, I was just go like, screw you, Astros. You guys suck. And yeah. This and that. I mean, of course, I believe that fully. However, uh, just in case <laughs> the Yankees uh, did something, which I doubt they did, because they're they make you shave for crying out loud. They do things the right way. So what you're saying is that if I play for the Yankees, I need to shave this grotesque whatever I got. <laughs> Indeed, everybody had to shave. Yes. And uh, what I will say is this: it does upset me, and I do understand how it happens—the cheating. But to bridge the idea of cheating and the Boston New England area, I'm going to transfer that over to the New England Patriots. The Patriots, ooh, they're not patting themselves out of the back after that performance on no, Saturday. No, no, but somebody who is patting their back is me. I know. Oh, yeah, this is what I was going to do. I've been waiting to do this for a while. So I had a hot take last week, and uh, I said, if you're a betting man, you should bet all your dollars on the, pa on the Titans, Patriots? The Patriots losing. Yeah, I know. 
And this is why I gotta say that that make it rain, money, make it rain, make it rain. Rain is coming right towards him. But the funny thing is, it's not like I'm making a huge, crazy take like, oh my god, this is the biggest upset of all time. It was kind of expected. I try my best to not want to make it expected because you know it's the Patriots. They always never find something. Out. Yeah, you never want to count them out. They always find a way to make things groovy into January and February. Yes, but there was just something off about this year. And their offense, I mean, their defense was lights out from the beginning, but eventually they were going to tire, and the offense never got better. No. They, they picked up Mohamed Sanu. You thought maybe they didn't have another wideout option, so things would be good. But honestly, it just didn't get better. Uh, I wonder if they have any regret. You know, granted, Antonio Brown did what he did and all the things and the noise and the bah and the boo. Are you kidding me? I still wouldn't be playing his ass. No, without a the chance. Patriots, if the theme is cheating and uh, whatever, it's like, hey, what gets you W's? W's is white wide receivers. No, I'm just kidding. Honestly, the Patriots have thrived <laughs> off of having a receiving core that's not known to have any stars. Who but, did they have, by the way? Uh, this year? They had uh, Sanu. They had, I mean, they had Edelman. They had, did have Edelman. But Edelman but, was always getting doubled. And so it didn't matter because, you know, he did his little drag and slant route across the middle. But you could put a couple extra pair, pair of eyes on him because who else was there? The big vacancy was the tight end position. Oh, yeah, big time. The Patriots were... Gaping in that regard. They were feeling a little gronkless the last Feeling year. very gronkless. Yeah. And so it, it makes you ask, is it really the end of Tomas Brady? Um, That was the biggest question mark, by the way, when that happened. And you really don't want him to go out the way he did. I don't think he would even allow that because there were a couple ducks that he threw out there, some wobblers. Uh he threw an interception, his interception at the air at the end where even if the guy fell over, the game would have actually been over. But it was even more of a dagger to be a pick six, but it still actually gave the team a chance. So, eh. But point is, a couple of balls he threw just weren't sharp. Mm-mm. It just it started off early, too, like in the beginning of the game. It's like you kind of knew, you're like, uh-oh, this is not the vintage Tom Brady that we're used to seeing. Yeah, and it, it showed, uh, unfortunately. And... It wasn't the hottest take ever, but I said, you know, go Titans, take the Titans, and I'm sure the Titans were given points, but I even said do them outright, and they done did it outright. There would be one reason if the Patriots did win is that Derrick Henry wasn't on the Titans. Yeah, he was a beast. He absolutely annihilated that defense. I think he ran for just under 200 yards. Pretty much, yeah. On his birthday, by the way. On his birthday. On his 26th birthday, he like... He like joined like an elite company, like the fifth player to like have a, a touchdown on his birthday in a in a playoff game or something like wow. that. Wow, and that's pretty rare. I mean, rare enough to have your birthday in that time of year, but uh, not to mention be playing at Foxborough too in the yeah. wild card game, and you able to dethrone the Patriots. Now, not to hate on Marcus Mariota, but I'm gonna hate on Marcus Mariota because he had a very similar Titans team for a while and could do jack diddly with it. Ryan Tannehill, who I'm going to hype because knew he was always good, was on a crusty Dolphins team, and, you know, what they do? They'd go 8-8, eight and eight and he'd just be good and average and whatever, but people would doubt him. But he never had any weapons down there other than Landry. I mean, yeah. he never had anybody. Nah. So, does he have anybody on the Titans? Not really. Nah, he just had this gigantic running back who literally just going like, uh, 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 excuse me, got to go through. A, he's a beast. And so that might actually be helping where all eyes, they put a couple extra people in the box, 
and so open some uh, lanes for receivers. But nonetheless, the man averaged like three touchdowns and a half a pick or three touchdowns and a pick the last like six weeks in a row. Yeah. I know because he was my fantasy quarterback. And he helped me get a championship. Just want to thank you. Thank you. Well, it didn't really matter. But uh, it was still for fun, and it was a lot of fun to win. Um, but Ryan Tannehill led those Titans. Now they got... Who are they playing now? I think they're facing uh, the Ravens. I believe they are. Yes, they are. Yeah, because they are the worst-seeded team, and they have to face the number one seed team. Right. And then so that means we got the Chiefs up against the Texans. That was shocking, by the way. I did. I kind of did not expect the, the Bills. Texas. The Bills just build it up a little bit, you know. They like, build it up early, having a sixteen nothing lead, and then somehow all the entire tower of whatever they had in the first quarter just like collapsed. The funny thing is, I was saying the Bills build like B I L L E D. The Bills just building yeah. it up, yeah. but they did build up a lead and watched it just. They didn't put disintegrate. it away. Disintegrate. It did disintegrate. Sean Watson, my goodness, man. Yeah. He balled out in that That's second That's the thing, half. because like moments before, people are like, oh, is Deshaun Watson done? Is he not? It's not as he's done, but is he not the next level quarterback like we thought? And I thought he I thought he didn't have any mojo. And then at the end, I think the play that kind of sealed the game for them was that play where he almost got sacked, and he oh. new age quarterbacked it. In overtime? In overtime? Yep, and he spun out of it and got, got free and let it low. And, did the, did the thing. I have no idea how he got himself out of yeah, that. I'm was, like, whoa! I'm like, like that's, okay, that's yeah. the highlight real play right there. And the rest is history. So that happened. What also surprised me was the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota, don't I, you know? I literally thought they had no chance, by the way. Yeah, and the Saints just not not knocking them, but they didn't put it away either. It's not like it's not like they ever had a huge lead or anything, and it was a good game. It was a great game. It was and nuts the entire time. Taysom Hill was doing everything he can to keep Taysom Hill was first, the heartbeat first of, of all, the suits. First of all, you remember when he used to do tip of the cap? I want to give my tip of the cap to Taysom Hill, because even though his team lost, without him, it probably would have been a blowout. Yeah, I, I am apprehensive to give a tip of the cap to a member of a losing team. However, it's now 2020. It's now officially season two, two of uh, our show. So yes. maybe, just maybe, we'll give a tip, tip of the cap right now, none of us wearing hats, to Taysom Hill. Because, man, did you look like he, heart. He did everything, I think. He th- Not only did he block a guy, he yep. threw like 50 yards. Ran. He ran for a touchdown. He caught a touchdown. He like did everything. I think he literally did everything yeah. you could do statistically. Uh and yeah, they used him right, but it's kind of crazy that Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, like the you know, it, it was, was there, but it wasn't like vintage. It wasn't yeah what we expected. And hey, uh, Kirk Cousins did he, he actually did, did well. He did enough to win, and he didn't do anything to lose. Yeah, exactly. He game managed game. He was a game general like he he can be, and I feel best for him because. If they lost that game, it's officially the, okay, Kirk Cousins is definitely tier two, maybe tier three quarterback. Or he sucks. And yeah, it's, like it's just like he can never win the big game. And yeah. this, that. And so I'm happy to see a guy who got paid win a big game because recent history, I mean, look at our, our Rams quarterback. Jared Goff. Thank you. 
wow, <laughs> he just got the big bucks, and he did not look the same at all. First of all, I don't know how they managed to miss the playoffs. I mean, their team is pretty, almost kind of similar to what they had last year. And it's way. like, you kept wondering, like, are they going to put it together? Like, why is their running back not getting as many plays? Is they, Are they doing a pitch count with him, Todd Gurley? It's just like, it was weird. And maybe, just maybe, it was the rest of the league figuring them out type thing. Because, yeah. because Sean McVay was the greatest thing since sliced bread, like youngest guy, spiky hair, oh my god. 14, like two, 14 to 2, 14 to 3, whatever their Go record to the was. Super Bowl. Some like ridiculous record. They were like, they kicked ass, and then they got. They just and died. then people just kind of figured them out. And with the, all the weapons, like, you know, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and in t- Tyler Higby, like the tight end, like, and. They have everything. And then their defense. They had Jalen Ramsey. They had Clay Matthews. They had uh, yeah. Eric. You have Eric Donald. How the hell does that happen? Something weird. Something weird going on in L.A. Maybe L.A. might be a tough Look, place to, to have a sports professional life because L.A. is so fun, but maybe, I don't know what it was. Maybe too much party time in the Hollywood. Wasn't there a thing where like the Rams didn't have enough of like a home crowd? because like they No, re- because they play at the Coliseum. Or and they, they like recently that. moved, and... The diehard Rams fans of St. Louis are left with just the Blues, literally, and the St. Louis Blues. Yeah. And Cardinals bit. But that's pretty much it, yeah. But still, like, they're lost identity wise with the fan base. And similar things are kind of happening with the Oakland Raiders. Now, they're going to Vegas. Exactly. And that's actually. I think a perfect move for them. I know. I feel bad for those like those fans of Oakland because and all that. I mean now they're left with the they, they're left with the A's and the uh, Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors. Oh wait, no. Um, actually, the Warriors moved to San Francisco, so they did. Chase. They're at the Chase Center in San Francisco, but they're still called the Golden State Warriors. But really, yeah, they had a new stadium. I never knew that. See, I didn't know that until they said this is the final game at Oracle Arena. I'm like, what? Mm. That's right. I remember that now. So now Oakland's got like nothing, and they got the A's. I mean, they're up to something. Here you go. Here's your tiny budget. Make it work. Moneyball Part Two, starting Brad Pitt again. Oh goodness! And uh, hey, shout out to Brad Pitt, by the way. Oh, man, Golden I, Globies for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, best supporting actor. Oh man, he, he was, was awesome. Yes, one of my favorite scenes in that in that movie, which there's a bunch to remember of, but the moment where the dog food just kerplunks out. Oh. Oh, yeah, for the dog, and he is also just kerplunking out his like mac and cheese, just being gross and just being the guy who gets no fame. He's the stunt man. He's always driving around the famous guy. Like that just a, was such a great role. There's so many good. There's so many good roles in that movie. And obviously the ending scene, which I'm not going to talk. Oh, about. you can't. You cannot hate the scene that he had with Bruce Lee. When oh, that was oh, throwing love, him around. Oh, I love that. Breaks the car. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He just destroys Bruce Lee. First of all, when he throws him into the car. And car dance right away. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I thought was great. I, re- I recommend that movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And classic Quentin Tarantino. We won't give any spoilers away. No, we're just going to say it's a good movie. It's structured just like a Tarantino film usually is. It's got its great narrative, great character building, and then called Blowy. Stuff happens. I have to say, though, Quentin Tarantino... He makes some pretty damn good movies, but Pulp Fiction is untouchable. I do that. Pulp Fiction's good. It's great. It's awesome. Okay. I'm not, I'm not hating to, it. I'm not I was about to say, it's a great like, movie. I'm such a new age Tarantino guy. Like, 
I, 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 Inglorious Bastards. Oh, like, I love Inglorious Bastards. Just, I'm just so into like his, his Django and Chain. Django, I love Kill Bill. Kill Bills. Um, that was not the Hateful Eight, but it's the. Nah, I didn't like Hateful Eight that much, honestly. Yeah, I tried my best. Reservoir Dogs, his first movie. Oh ever. yeah, yeah. Can't go wrong with that, Mr. White, Mr. Pink. Yes, but Mr. Green, Mr. Blue. In the spirit of movies, uh, I watched The Irishman recently. And if you watched my pre- if you watched one of our previous episodes, I gave my personal review of it, and I said it was long, drawn out, all that other stuff. And I watched it, and it did. I literally had the same moment everybody's been saying. Like you watch it, you feel like, all right, I need a break. I need to stretch my legs or something. And it was at the exact moment everybody else had it happen. I had it at like the one hour, 55 minute mark, basically two hour mark. And I still had another hour and 40 to go or hour and 35 to go. Yeah, I'm like, ugh. So it's just like, wow, what else could be? And it did jump around like timeline wise a lot early, but you could only tell it was a different time because of how poorly CGI De Niro's eyeballs were. But yeah, that was the one thing I had a huge problem with. I, I applaud the, the revolutionary idea of doing it, Monsieur Scorsese, but it it just wasn't, it's like still one tick behind. Why couldn't you get an actor with blue eyes like Ray Liotta, probably? I mean, yeah, something going on with the, it was like the blue eyes just looked so glowy blue, like alien, like I just couldn't get over it. It was also, they talked about how uh, Ray Liotta was also very upset that he wasn't in that movie because he probably would have been in the same movie with... De Niro and Pesci, Ray Liotta probably could have played the Irishman and probably could have played a pretty damn good job. Yeah, and I the funny thing is the whole movie is about like mobsters, like Italians and oh and, yeah, and and like the unions and everything. Al Pacino being uh, or De Niro supposed to be the Irish Jimmy, guy. Jimmy Hoffa, yeah, De, De yeah. Niro supposed to be the Irish guy, but I didn't get any Irish. I got no really. Irish from him whatsoever. His accent wasn't Irish. He said use like he was like a like an Italian from Jersey or or, or New York. Like I, I didn't see any Irish theme, but I understood what it was. And it was historically based, obviously, uh, the idea of Jimmy Hoffa and and but De Niro's character now after if you consider what we just did bashing, now I'm gonna give it some love because I was pulled in the whole thing. I was, yeah. Three and a half hours I watched in one sitting. I was there enough. I was in it enough. I did follow it and enjoy it. And anytime Pesci was on screen, he was magnificent. He was amazing. He just, and he does things so subtly. And I'm trying not to do spoilers, but uh, if you haven't seen The Irishman yet, see it. But Pesci basically has a way of saying things. Let's just put it this way. When De Niro's character is arguing and fighting with Al Pacino's characters, like, hey, dude, you need to chill out a little bit or uh, upstairs ain't going to be happy. He's like, I'm never going to chill out. I never chill out. You know me. I never chill out. Like Jimmy Hoffa's character. Yeah. And the way Pesci says it when De Niro goes back to Pesci, he's like, I can't talk to him, man. I don't know what to do. He's like, there's nothing you can do. It's done. It's like the way he subtly says it while he's like making a salad. He's like, we did all we could for the man. I'm surprised how. It's like, wow. I was surprised how calm he was throughout that entire movie, by the way. Pesci's? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm so used to him in Goodfellas and, uh. And casino, being like the freak he, out guy, being the freak out guy, he's like the mother. Yeah, <laughs> things like that. Yeah, no, because honestly, <laughs> Pesci did play the perfect freak out guy, and I, I'm using a quote from Family Guy uh, about Goodfellas oh, and uh, the Godfather. Before. 
uh, the Godfather, it insists upon itself. Yeah, that I would have to. I, I don't mean to say that, but it totally does. Like, a lot of these Italian mobster movies and these characters are insisting upon themselves, where they're just like, I am just so cool. I am just so awesome. And people declare... If I do something normal, like order a bag of chips, and the way I do it is so cool. Yeah, people just... de- declare the, the next Scors- top Scorsese movie since Goodfellas. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to do a lot of l- sitting in like uh, sitting in chairs and restaurants and yeah. sipping on this. And, yeah. uh, look at this dollar. Look at this dollar. See? Look at this dollar. Yeah, but they never have ones. They never have ones. No, they had a... I, actually, I think there's a 50 somewhere down there. Hey, <laughs> Somewhere Can around. shove this back over to yeah. your side? Yeah, just bring it back. I'm just going to leave it down there. I'm gonna but I will back. say the movie was good. I was there. I followed it. I, I did dig all the characters, and they went deep into the characters. And something cool, I thought, whenever a person came on screen that had been murdered. <laughs> oh, yeah. first of all, I loved when they show like uh, this day, and it's like the murder like and all the, that. The, stuff. As the characters first being introduced, you're twisted with was shot repeatedly six times in the head. Yeah, in like his kitchen, Mar- <laughs> 1980. Uh, this guy stabbed in the face by his whatever. This guy blown up by a nail bomb under his porch. This guy just got shot like when he was sleeping yes. like 3,000 times And in every the time head, you're introduced like to a things. character in the story, you're like, wow, does everybody get murdered? Is this just how it goes? I, was, I will also say this. I was also disappointed that there wasn't a lot of Harvey Keitel in that movie. Yeah, Harvey Keitel. Very I subtle. love Harvey Keitel. My goodness, he's like one of my favorite actors. There's, <laughs> there was something that he did in the movie that was so like Harvey Keitel. He, he said like, now, who's this laundromat? Remember, like, the laundromat yeah, scene? He's, course, like, yeah. he's like, who are you doing this for? He's like, whispers. The other whispers. Yeah. You know, he's saying that. And he's like, well, who else owns it? He's like, uh, he's like I. I own it. He's like, who? No, no, I. I. It's me. Who? Who? I'm telling you, it's me. Yeah. That was, like, the biggest scene where I thought Harry Gattel was going to be more involved. But all, all the re- he does the rest of the movie is, like, be at that award ceremony for De Niro and give, like... That's Al- all I Give, like, Al Pacino a lefty handshake, weirdly, like, ugh. Yeah, Italians are very handsy and a lot of kissing and in the booths and stuff and it was yeah. weird. It was weird. You know what I want to give props to? Sebastian Maniscalco. Yo! Yes, I'm so pumped you brought that up. Sebastian Maniscalco came in doing a real. He was a comedian. He's a comedian, by the way. He's, he's not one of an my actor. favorite stand-up I, I, I comedians. Just, I just like the way he talks like this. Like if I'm at an Italian dinner and then it becomes like that. <laughs> <laughs> but the dude is awesome, and I'm pumped. He got a he was Joey Bats or whatever. Joey Ga- Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo, Joey Bats, Joey Gallo. Uh, when he comes in, he's like, oh fuck, he gets shot on his birthday dinner. But dope role for him. He was a perfect, uh, perfect casting, and love the fact that Sebastian Maniscalco is in a Martin Scorsese movie, not with no acting experience at all. By no, the way. oh no, he's got acting experience. Well, just not like not like De Niro, Pacino, and Pesci. No, you know, yeah, like... not like them. But he was in a Viggo Mortensen movie. Um, what's the Viggo Mortensen? The Green? Oh, the the, the, green, the, book? the, the green Book, Green Book, the Green Book, Green Book. That was a phenomenal movie. And by he the plays way. like an Italian New Yorker, like or Jersey guy, and uh, drives around. Um, and Viggo Mortensen is yeah. like the guy who drives around a uh, wealthy around piano player, wealthy piano player to his concerts and all that other stuff. They developed this this Bond. friendship. Yeah, it's a white and black uh, during like the fifties, sixties type thing. segregation area. Yep. Yeah. So Sebastian Maniscalco had acted in that, and I was very impressed. And he played a good, like you know, kind of like. Uh, Guido, uh, Guido Sarducci, uh, you know, uh, do it like a bag of chips. But the the fact that when I saw him, I'm like, 
yo, that is a perfect casting. He plays a great, like, arrogant, cocky Italian. And because he makes fun of that in so much of his stand up. And he plays it to a T. Uh, big tip of the cap to Sebastian. Proud of you. And I have followed him since he's been doing stand up a long time ago. His stand up is great, by the way. I think some of his stuff is on Netflix, so you should definitely check it out. Definitely check him out. And uh, if, you, if you're a podcast listener, obviously listen to us. Check ours. us out. But also, Joe Rogan's experience can't go wrong with that. Great. Go all the way back in time, like years ago, when he had Sebastian Maniscalco on. Sebastian explains his whole path from going to L.A. and his way up. And so the dude did it, and uh, he's an inspiration to me because, you know, still aspiring to be, be like him. He also talked about, uh, I think he talked about his first day being on The Irishman. He was like, "Oh man, I'm scared. I mean, you know, you're acting with De Niro. I'm like, De Niro, that's, that's intimidating, right there." He ends up getting shot. Oh, oh you oh, just spoiler! But guess what? If you haven't seen it by now, you probably weren't gonna. And if you watched it and you're not a big movie person, you would have had to split it up into nine parts and had a. That's fine. Hey, as long as, hey, hey, as long as they watch it, that's all that matters. Correct, correct. But love the movie. I did. It, I understand people saying it was too long, but I understand it. Masterpiece, not really. It, it felt uh, like it felt like a like a an original. It just felt like it, a movie. It also movie. came out right at the right time to be involved in all the Golden Globe Best Picture nomination. Da, da, da. It, it it just I didn't think it should have been up for that many awards. No, um, definitely not. And it didn't insist upon itself too much. Great story, a lot of character development. I like the set, like the set and all that. Like I really felt like I was in the fifties and sixties. Totally, and all that. that I will say. And uh, and then as they jump around from time, sixties, seventies with De Niro's character, they did a pretty damn good job making him look young, and making him look old. I know. So I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying I was aware of it. And to the average movie viewer, they're obviously just gonna not be able to not focus on that well so. it's because our attention span is also to like slim to none almost and all that yes that like i'm true. already losing my mind right now i've lost it a long time ago yes but you said the word masterpiece yes and i want to transition real quick because we're going to do something a little different in 2020 we're going to have these things called video game updates i know what how about that i know we're switching it up now so my the masterpiece that i'm referring to is red dead redemption James described it as Rockstar Games' masterpiece, and it really is. I am just so loving it. The different things you can do, the fact that you have to eat and you can shave and you can do animal pelts. The fact your hair actually grows as time goes along, too. Your hair grows. It's those little details that just says to myself, like, man. I also haven't touched Red Dead Redemption too because it took me like two months to finish. Almost. Yeah, I'm just like a weekend, and I'm so, and I, I bought it, and I was like still playing MLB. And I'm like, I want to be in the right perfect mindset where I have like a whole night ahead of me, and I've had a tough time finding that. But uh, been playing in the wee hours and doing a lot of missions, and I love it. I love that you have choices. You can do good. I you do can too. Do yeah. Evil. You can save somebody. You can kill somebody. See, so, yeah, I try to push it to good. So, and I try to do enough good where it's like, yeah, this will reward me later. But but then you make that one mistake. <laughs> then you make the one mistake where it bites you in the ass. <laughs> but so that's my video. That's my video game update of late. What are you up to? What are you playing? Oh, uh, so I'm currently still on Madden. I don't know if you heard our, from my previous episode how much I <laughs> suck at it. Hey. I still continue to suck at it. He's playing like on level pro, getting his anus kicked. Yeah, pretty much. I just played a game against the New England Patriots with the Giants, and I gave up. Th- 
38 points in the first half. Yikes. But then I gave up nine points. Then I'm this. pro? Yes. Oh my god. Then I gave up nine You're points. Terrible. I, hey, I gave up nine points in the second half though. So there you like, go. So you I was getting, so I was getting a little bit better on defense, but offense I'm still terrible. They at. probably ran the ball, ran the clock. Well, it checked you. Well, it's a lot of that, and it's also a lot of uh, throws in the pocket, a lot of pressure. I keep on accidentally throwing it to the cornerbacks. I'm like, Ugh. yeah, it happens. Yeah, I know. But and then I got to the point of like. Like, screw you, Eli. I'm putting in Daniel Jones. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you should start Daniel Jones. I did, yeah. I actually we're all about making it realistic. I, well, yeah, of course. Eli is not obviously not starting anymore. So. And speaking of a, a quick tie-in of the Patriots, the Bill Belichick, one thing I forgot to mention about the Titans beating them, Mike Vrabel being the coach. Former player of the Patriots, by former the Former Patriot, uh, knowing Belichick, knowing Belichick's ways. Totally belichick Belichick with all those penalties he took. And to kill like two minutes. Now there was this funny moment where all of a sudden the Patriots went off sides and then it reset the whole thing so then they could take a bunch of more delay of games and false starts. And yeah, they went backwards like 25, 30 yards, but they were, gave them space to punt and they did kill two minutes that clearly was he, needed at the end of the game. He got Belichicked by his own players. Yeah. And I do have to bring up the punt block. Oh, yeah. When they had Edelman back, and then he like came up as if they were going to try to have everybody rush and try to block that punt, Edelman didn't make it all the way. He he was still in the no-man's land. He had to be back. If you're not going to go block, you got to at least catch the ball, so you kill, you kill the clock, catch it at least at the 10, 12, save it there, but instead it bounces and rolls, time's ticking, goes down all the way to the, the one. one yard run. You can't do that, especially when you have, what's like, 30 seconds. They have like yeah. 30 seconds left in regulation. And you so, can't do that. And then Tom had no room to work with. He ends up throwing a pick six, pick six, which actually did help them in a weird, the Patriots, in a weird way, because then they were getting a kickoff and they had actual room to operate. Yeah, but they were also lucky that they missed the uh, two-point conversion. Yeah, so. could have ended the game. But, but still, I had to bring those two quick points up, and... Uh, while I did, that uh, brings us towards the end of our episode. How about that? How about them apples? How about them apples? It's been a fun number 42, season 2. Season dose, episode 1, but technically 40, dose of all time. Keep us updated with everything as I continue to struggle in Madden. Maybe next week I get better. Who knows? And maybe I'll still murder a bunch of people in Red Dead Redemption. Very likely. We should play online someday. It's online? Yeah, you could do that, okay? Okay, I'm in. Alright, we should do that. Tell them where they can find us, big guy. You can find us on Instagram, Life and Pinstripes. You can find us on Twitter, Life and Pinstripes. You can find us on Facebook. As you can see, we did something a little bit different. We did a little bit of a live There stream. are two people watching right now. Hey, you know, it's be two is better than none right now. And we got four reactions, so we're uh, Are you watching? <laughs> yes. The watching. Yes, the wife is watching from a, from a distance. I didn't have to throw a sweatshirt at her like I thought about doing last time. She's not napping like last time. <laughs> Well, she was very oh, much yeah. alive. I also felt the I felt the light heading towards me a couple of times. So. Yes, good energy. I love it all around. So you know where to find us. It's been a great episode. Podcast platform, YouTube, subscribe, <laughs> download, comment, like, like these beautiful people. Whoever did, reach out to us. And thank you, Dave Wire, for reaching out, saying that comment number twenty two always yes. get me to laugh. Love it. Once again, thank you, Clover Crest Media Group, for having us. Clover As Media. always, we are here to serve you and serve us all. Right. Thanks for listening. It's been a great episode. And never forget to rock and or roll. Good Hell stuff, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Good Hell stuff. Yeah. Thanks for watching, whoever watched it. <laughs>